Yes. Um, every week is different. Every week is... Wait a second, what are we... Yeah, we're live. Yeah, yeah, it just took a second. Yeah, we're live on uh, YouTube. Uh, every week is different. It leaves us with a little bit different taste in our mouth of what life is. It's just good. It's good. It's good that it's not the same same flavor every every week. So hopefully everyone's coming back here with some kind of new desire and we're ready to figure out, talk about a little bit about life and figure out maybe just why. Um, let's see. Oops, sorry. Messed up a little thing there. Um, so welcome everyone to the great transition. I uh, I wanted to ask, what have you ever heard of the expression "just along for the ride"? As in, as in, I'm not the one driving. Uh, I thought about that the other day, Leo. I don't know if anyone else was uh, watching uh, Seth and Leo last night, but I, uh, last week. But I was very inspired. I liked it, and it got me thinking that that's the expression that kind of like brought me to Kabbalah. I can understand why my body, you know, wanted to keep itself alive like why do all these complex systems are working together like for what and um i don't know you would see national geographic and they would say you know it's in order to reproduce to to uh progress the bloodline uh but it didn't make sense because we have such such desires that kind of make us reject those ideas i didn't choose to be born i didn't choose to be given these conditions that i was given i didn't choose this body for sure i didn't choose uh I, really any of the situ any of the circumstances that i'm in but here i am observing through this body some experience that we call life but it really just feels like i'm along for the ride that's kind of that's kind of like how i felt after uh i saw you guys uh last uh week so um, there had to be some reason, right? This is what I was thinking. There had to be some reason. It didn't make sense. Then Kabbalah comes and it says, uh, you've got these more complex desires. You've, the, you've got, you know, you're more complicated than a dog or a monkey, you know. And you have these questions about existence and you feel emptiness where the answer is exactly. Pre precisely for you to go down at this adventure into that place and discover it for yourself. Like you're watching like this movie unfold and frame like by frame and all of a sudden no it's not what interests you like the movie itself isn't what interests you it's 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 more like questions like okay but why this movie or why me who's the director even and uh you know at first you can see that these questions don't really interest me this is like but now they don't now they not only interest me it's like uh i can see it like clearly like as, like as clear as I can see in my hand in front of my face, that these are not just philosophical questions, but these questions mark like a, a certain location within you, like this real place that you can go and visit and experience a different kind of life there. You just need to keep, I don't know, this, you know, to, to have to keep coming back to it more and more, you have to like clear that little path, you know, to the door. So each time you can go and explore it a little more because we know the more that you explore something, especially in your brain, when we learn about, you know, how the connections in your brain work and how you, you know, memorize things and how you remember things, it's all about those, you know, those connections that you build and how often you use them. So the, the, the closer you bring that to you, the, 
then this illusion of life, this perception where, you know, those things aren't important to me. Uh, that existence where I'm questioning uh, the meaning of life, th those things, they, sometimes they become less important to you and you get sucked away ar around the world. But still, deep down inside of you, you realize that you're just wasting your time if you're engaging in anything else besides the questions about life. And so you're seeing like evolution, like firsthand, you're watching it ev ev evolution in action. You're seeing I wanted this at first and now I want this. You know, you want something different. Why do I want something different than I did a moment before? And it's never exactly the same. Every time I come back to maybe something that seems similar, it's, it's different. It's like an hour ago, I was, an, you know, I was an, an hour younger. But, I, you know, it's a small change, but it's still a change. So then you're talking about this I that's inside of me. That's what's changing. And not my body or the details of what's changing during my own evolution, this, this, this evolution of, of my eye and what it's supposed to do with, in regards to the rest of the system. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about. This is the, like, this is the initial, this is the final stage that nature is evolving for us, for this eye to finally go through these transformations. And it starts with those questions. And it's, and it's not just a question, it's just a place. You know, it's a place within, within you. It's like a location. Think about it like even geographically. It's a place that you can go and visit and the world becomes different to you when you look at reality through that place. So if this is nature's goal, to bring us and to, to, to change this eye within each and every one of us, if that's nature's goal, then there's no reason for it to make any other action or to have any other intention other than bringing its child to its final form. And so this is why we need to be extra sensitive. This is what we're trying to do on this show. We're trying to increase our sensitivity a bit each time uh, to what's happening to me, to us, at every moment. And for sure, if it's crystallized, if it appeared before us, if it took shape and I experienced something, then uh, I have to know that it's for that precise goal specifically. And that goal is ultimately to bring this conscious connection between this created being and its maker together. So that's, that's what we're doing. Welcome. Hopefully we can explore that a little bit. <laughs> Welcome indeed. Welcome everybody. All right. Um, you, you just got me inspired about something here. I, I'm, I'm getting feedback from coming back from you, Chris, I think. Okay. Let me be, I don't know what is it good now? One, two, one, two. Yeah. Anyway, um, so while while um, while Chris was talking, I was <laughs> I was thinking about how for many years, you know, um, whenever I would give a, a, like a Kabbalah introductory session um, here in Israel or um, or online, so different audiences, you know, in different languages, even and different mentalities, people would ask a question like, what is the practice in Kabbalah? What do you, uh, so what, where is the, is there meditation? Is there meditation in Kabbalah? Is it like, where is the thing that you do that makes you spiritual? <laughs> right. And it's hard to answer uh, because uh, take that meditation uh, kind of analogy um, it's totally like Chris said, because there, there's no specific time of and practice, physical practice called meditation in Kabbalah. But the whole practice of Kabbalah turns your life into a meditative 
experience. You begin to, um, I really like how, how Chris put it, like visit, visit that place, like go to a place from which you see the world through a different vantage point. That is kind of uh, what's happening. I, I completely agree with that. And, and it's not just a place, but it's dynamically evolving. It's a dynamically evolving like binoculars or something that you gradually learn how to put them on over your life. So it's like you have, you have, so it's not like you, you know, meditate, the concept of meditation is, is, and I, again, this is not to this meditation or, or anything of that sort. It's just to show the, the, the difference, right? There's no in Kabbalah. It's not like now you take an hour you and you go into this other place. No, you're learning continuously and systematically how to see through your life events and emotions and feelings and everything that's happening to you through that to see a deeper reality. And that requires a continuous meditative practice, if you will. We call that intention in the wisdom of Kabbalah. But um, that is what's so different. It's like you have one glasses, you don't take them off, and these glasses show you a physical world through your five senses with other people and things that they do and they annoy you or you like them, good things, bad things, you know, the weather, the news, your neighbors, your dog, whatever. And then Without taking these glasses off, not secluding yourself in some place and, and you know, uh, um, memorizing a mantra or closing your eyes and seeing. No, but through that experience of one layer of reality, you begin to put together another layer, another uh, a lens over these glasses that, that shows you a deeper picture that's happening without canceling what is happening on the outside in the material world, the ordinary perception. And that's a very unique thing to Kabbalah. I I don't know if I expressed it well enough, but um, yeah, anyway, that, that's what uh, we all feel. First of all, do you hear me again? Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you well. Oh, but when your mic is open, we're getting some feedback. You should look into what's happening there. Um, I mean, if your mic's open and I'm talking, we're getting uh, feedback through your mic. Through yeah. So okay. try try to speak. I'll just mute. Uh, let's see what happens. No, but that's weird. Maybe it works. Just give it a try. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? One two. How is this? One two. One two. One two. One two. Okay. Maybe it works. Maybe it's gone. Okay. Okay. No, I was saying that I think everyone, I, I'm sure Seth is also thinking about, you know, the way that he experiences that, th- that feeling of what does it mean to like go to like a place, you know, you said putting up binoculars, all the, anyone who studies Kabbalah has like that, you know, they feel it differently, how it is that, that they get to the thing that Kabbalah is talking about. How do they do it practically, like everyone's wondering. I find myself usually in two places. Uh, as a student of the wisdom of Kabbalah, on the one hand, I kind of always hold, well, as much as I can remember, this huge, huge goal. Can you go a little louder, man? Yeah. On the one hand, I have this huge, huge goal, you know, beyond time, space, emotion, the 
kind of the secrets of the Book of Zohar, the you know the pyramids, Atlantis, UFO, like everything. I just want to know like every secret of everything. And on the other hand, as as we do this practice through life, you're at work or you're in the kitchen or you're in the street or in the market, but you also have this, it just feels like you're a little bit different as a human, you're a normal human being in line with everybody else. But there's also this thing of you kind of like see that like the matrix, you kind of see, oh, I see how everyone's operated. I see the desires operating everyone, which uh, is kind of far from... I feel all of reality beyond time, space, emotion, and I can tell you how the pyramids were built and what's going on with Atlantis and how the U what's up with the UFOs and other civilizations and things. Um, I, I imagine that as we continue to go, that that it just kind of layer by layer by layer, what's in front of us becomes more clear. And also that faraway perception uh, also becomes more clear too because it's very childish at first what we think the final goal is. You know, you ask a kid what his goal is, you can only imagine something that big. The more a person develops, the bigger uh, goal um, they can have. But then there's also a weird sensation as well where you start to feel your you don't feel that it's so tragic that you know things happen to the body it's not like you're not just attached to the body only uh, if something you know okay this body after this life you know you, you ever hear people be like well you only live once i'm like actually you live like a few thousand times you know it's like if I <laughs> was doing it before and will continue to do it so not such a not so tragic to get everything done um, right away, I have we have a congress coming up. This big event, this big global event, where all of our friends get together. Um, we have lessons together. We do new songs, and so we're working on a music video and a new song now. And so I'm staying up super late to get all these things done. Um, and uh, I can transition now to uh, to like the Elon Musk situation. Like I have one business I have a family and like I'm trying to get one extra song done and I run out of like time I have to like cut out my sleep here you have a person uh, who is like managing SpaceX he's managing Tesla now he's going to take over like think about your own life if you had to like your whole day was planned but you need to like stop at the hardware store on the way home and it kind of throws everything else off. <laughs> yeah, like, but if you feel if you feel that you have to like your duty is to save the world then hey, you'll make time. But yeah, but uh, I'm not so sure. Like okay, so you get so suppose you get 5 hours of sleep a night now, right? But your daughter needs you know gets the sniffles and you need to sit up with her and so you got 4 hours of sleep. And actually you had to you know, finish a song or you had to do some emails or something so you get three hours of sleep but you only have three spare hours there and you need to so suppose you get one hour of rest a day suppose you're a great yogi like Asaf talked about before you don't need to sleep at all it's still only 24 hours <laughs> you know it's it's how 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 does a human being find the time it's a very this guy's an interesting guy by the way not talking yeah. about uh, Kabbalah but just as a, a specimen 
of a human right. being. It's an interesting character. And um, this is an interesting situation, this kind of control of information. Right, he found his way oh, into how something did we just new. just transition from that intro into Elon Musk just like that? You just go with the flow and you just let it happen. <laughs> what? It's off. You're like, why? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I, I, I remember that that when we brought it up, we th- we we thought we had a lot of uh, interesting connections to make here. Um, but let's maybe let's kind of first just put things on the table, right? So just just to make sure we're all yeah, talking yeah. about the same thing. So so Musk now, what? Where does it stand? Like he offered to buy Twitter. He is he's definitely going to buy Twitter. Uh, he's definitely not. What, what's the we don't, status? We right don't. We don't. I know that there's some. There's a lot of details to like loopholes to how it needs to be done, and there, you'll probably hear of like the poison pill and all this stuff. Bottom line, he wants to take it private. Yeah, instead of a publicly owned shared, you know, hmm. shareholders, he wants to take it private. And what? What's the why behind it? The why. The why is because like he from from it's his perspective, for, or at least what he, he says. Hey, freedom of speech, you know, uh, journalism where that's not controlled by, I don't know, maybe not controlled by, by profit. Um, he thinks it's better for humanity if it, or the United States if, yeah, humanity. If, if, he's, if he's on top of it. If he's, well, that's... you know, hey, if you're going to ask me, I'll, I'll vote. Take mm-hmm. it. Go ahead. Is, there, is, is he seen as right wing or left wing? I don't know. Uh, he's such an unusual character. Yeah, unusual, and he's interesting. Very, 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 interesting, very interesting personality. I, I give you that, sure. Because, um, but, but, but I like, just want to say, have intentions here, yeah. right? No, no but I just say, I just want to say, um, there's there's something I find ironic about the whole thing. If the motive, or at least the the uh, um, the you know the the motive that he describes is to in order to save free speech or something like that. That's why he wants to buy Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I I think, I think that's what I remember reading, but okay. Okay. So let's say, let's say he cares a lot about free speech and I'm not doubting for a second. uh, Let's put aside whether, you know, what he actually wants or not. Let's just say that he's well-intentioned and that's what he wants. He's willing to put $43 billion. I understand into, (laughs) into that. Okay. Right. So, um, the ironic thing I find about it is that there you have this super smart, super intelligent, creative uh, uh, entrepreneur who, you know, revolutionized several industries, not one. You know, if you think about what he did from the very beginning, like PayPal, right, PayPal is also, yeah. I think, his in, his invention mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and you know, building a rocket that can come back and be reused and oh, just read a lot of books and, and new and Neuralink. It's amazing. Right. If you think about all of those, you know, uh, feats of, of, of technology and innovation and being able to do that, not just being smart, uh, but being able to be. Um, to implement, for lack of a, be- for lack of <laughs> right. a better word, yeah, ruthless enough to okay, to yeah. make things happen. If you're not ruthless in this world, things will not happen. You will not have hundreds of people building a rocket for you. Right. So there, there's um, um, we can we can talk about what 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 does it mean to be a good person and be well intentioned and and all that, but he definitely has some fierce ruthlessness 
in him to make all that drrr. thing happen. He's drrr. Like the yeah, guy, sure. the guy built a company that that drilled a hole under LA, right? To, to <laughs> so I'm saying, okay, so you take all of that, and now I'm saying, it's almost like he says. It's almost like he's saying, guys, guys, come on. I, I did, the, I, I, I can, I'm going to put humans on Mars in a bit. I, you know, I'm going to solve the traffic thing that you, you humans. Which you didn't. That's have, a big meme, been by dealing the way. With. Yeah. I'm going to solve it. I'm going to solve it ultimately. You know, electric cars, you know, Tesla was. was I'm the was best. Like, take the, oh. take the blueprints. Take it. Take yeah, it. Take you know, it. And then he's, it. he, he right. seems like he's almost saying, he's almost like saying, okay, guys, so what's the problem now? Free speech? Musk will take care of it. He wants his cape. You know, Just give him, the, give him the cape. All right. All right, what's uh, it gonna take? Forty billion dollars to buy Twitter and ta- and just just put things in order. I'll figure it out. I'll the, figure it out. The problem, and, <laughs> yeah. The, the pro- no, no, finish finish the idea. No, the 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 the, the irony of it is that he's a pro. If this is the attitude, then he's kind of approaching free speech, which is a completely different animal. Of it's not building a rocket it's not building an electric car this is humans and their ego that you're talking about and now the tech entrepreneur brilliant genius what do you mean humans and the ego what do you mean Mm -hmm. that it's humans well it's a different thing uh you mean twitter you mean twitter you mean i mean uh, yeah free speech i mean free speech Uh, that's uh, why we we said that's why he wants to do he wants to do twitter right because right. he wants to to so I'm, I'm just saying there's an irony built into the idea that a tech uh a business magnate entrepreneur whatever you know can just tackle it with the same kind of uh entrepreneurial attitude okay. i just think that's ironic because okay. it's like you're completely not understanding what you're dealing with uh, and and that should take us to a, to a discussion of you know what is free speech? Does it even exist? And how do we even create a social media network, a social network that that is constructive for free speech, or even just constructive for positive relationship between humans? There's a lot to discuss here. Anyway, Seth wanted to 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 jump in there. No, I was going to go. I was going to go a different uh, yeah. direction. A free speech is is interesting. Uh, Osho, who's a a, a yogi guy. Um, he, oh, yeah. like is he nice, still alive though? I don't know, but he's got like a nice long, he's one of the guys who was mired in one of those. Um, I think he was admired for many years. No, not by admired. Some people, he, he was but admired, then, but he was mired in, in, um, but in then mired. Drove, rolled, yeah. He drove <laughs> in, like Rolls Royce and had uh, <laughs> right, Rolex right. washes and was, watches and okay. was like, sleeping with his devotees. He was but good. He was he good at his job. Yeah. He was good at his job, but he, he did this like great thing where he goes, Democracy is a you know is for the people by the people, uh, but all the people are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. free, free speech. Uh, yeah. you know, if you just open up, so right now you have people. Um, for example, there's certain countries where if you're gay, you can get the cat, you can get the death penalty. Uh, but mm. the leaders of those countries can be on Twitter, right? But the, right. But the yeah. Leader, <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. But the leader of uh, but but what, but the president, uh, the last president of the United States, was taken off Twitter. So there's it's definitely not open to anyone. There's somebody who's deciding mm. what things are okay and what things are not okay. And, and there's a bunch of examples of what you said. Right. 
there, and that's there, what's there's bothersome. There's a bunch of examples like that. <laughs> Clearly, can you, can, you, can you just give? A, I don't remember. Just... I remember I ran into a bunch of of. It was all about, uh, yeah. It was mostly when a political one side of the political spectrum is clearly being deplatformed or banned or or you know limited in some way on twitter while things that have to do with civil rights like the example you said the ayatollahs you know the the that have twitter the the you have like uh, you have that sort of double standard I, i don't know how to call that but clearly clearly there are people at the helm who are saying okay we should deplatform this guy And we shouldn't because well, it affects their wallet can, in the end. Yeah, because sure. it somehow Fine. helps their politics yeah. or helps their agenda in some other way. Helps them. So, so, yeah. So if we if there is such a thing as free speech, and does that mean that everybody just gets to say whatever they want? Uh, so mm-hmm. if Trump, for example, was put back on Twitter, it would just be an all-out hate attack. There would just people would just be spending all day. Fighting already, people just troll all over each other and and argue in the comments. Uh, so if you put the very very extreme left and the very very extreme right uh, together on a social media, people just would spew. Like, does free speech mean I'm free to just spew insults? Just yeah, insults at each other yeah. all day long. What would imagine everything is free and anyone could say whatever they want? It's a great premise if everyone has education. Everyone agrees on what, yeah. Like, imagine, imagine like in a in a marriage, you know, you're you have free speech. You just come home and be like, "I'm tired of a headache. Leave me alone." You know, like how how does that work? No, free speech doesn't just mean I can open my mouth and spew anything I want, whenever I want, all over whomever I want, without any consequences. Basically, the state of the the crappy state of the world is is kind of a result of people just. spewing what they feel without a, a, the way to without an educational component inside yeah. it um, free speech is kind of worthless you know just because an, an if people don't develop past the degree of being an animal and just wanting to fill their their instant desires um, it just leads to chaos and destruction you're just like free speech is like I I want to be able to say whatever I want to say, and you can't tell me not to. I mean, that's that's like free reigns for the ego, of course. Why not? So, but but everyone, not everyone agrees on what that on the definition. That's kind of the problem. And you said something so, weird too. So, are are you in what? favor of censorship? Then that's what you know. People will ask when they hear you uh, saying something bad about free speech. That's the immediate knee jerk reaction, I'm in, uh... right? I'm in favor of a totally different approach. I'm in favor of uh, teaching people from at all different levels and stages of life how to uh, get along with each other, how to listen to each other. No, but it, they're enjoying it though. They enjoy the the be- I mean, think about it. When you go to go online, I mean, I'm not of this type, but I identify it and I can see how it happens. You're literally going to war when you go out there and you're like sign in to your Twitter. Okay, like kind of imagine like what am I signing on to Twitter to do? I'm going to see some opinions that probably are different than mine, and, or especially on Facebook, you know, or if, you know, it wants to set you up for that, for that interaction. What kind of interaction? I'm not going to say, hey, I love this thing. Usually you're going to say, hey, I hate that thing. And that's what you want to go out there to do. 
You know, there's like this mentality of like going to battle, going to war, going to disagree. You know, people want, they enjoy that. So when you say edu- educating them to connect well, if you, there's like something else here that's really missing in between. If yeah. you want to get a laugh, just, you know, you're, you're, you're upset during the day and you want to laugh, go to Donald Trump Jr.'s son's Twitter account. Like everything he posts there's like hundreds of hate comments underneath it. It's like, oh, it's so bad. It, it isn't, okay, so what's, why is it so, this is the funny thing. The question we should really ask ourselves is a broader question, is what does it take to make social media and social networks, uh, you know, specifically such as, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and so on, where people interact um about their views and opinions and politics and agenda and all that you know how, what does it take to make that interaction we call twitter or facebook or social media what does it take to make it healthy what does it take to make it productive what does it take to make it an experience that leaves you uh a better person than you were before, or at least not more hateful, more angry, more anxious, more depressed, Chris, <laughs> more violent point, though. or belligerent, let's say. There's some kind of uh, pleasure release though that happens through all those things that don't happen from just being nice. Like, okay. There is some pleasure released from getting angry. Oh, sure. The, the, the whole Twitter thing, you know, that the algorithms are built on that. It's built on the idea that how can we get the, these dopamine circuitries in your brain to quickly release some dopamine, dopamine as quickly as possible? How yeah, can so- we make it every time you click? How can we make it every time you scroll? How- That's what the algorithms are designed to do. This is and, the problem we have yeah. as Kabbalists. Mm. That, that's the problem. What is? The, 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 well, we're... we're- as Kabbalists, what do you mean? Yeah, like for example, you uh, are a father, and you give you uh, give your teenager, uh, you know, you say that's it, uh, I finished, I'm done with with what I wanted to accomplish in my life, and you give your teenager some factory that produces a hundred million dollars a year, okay? okay? But your teenager just wants to hang out; he wants to like sleep late, and to him, it's just a total burden. Right. Yeah. If if he like had got a little bit of maturity, he would realize he would have a lot of freedom in his life. He would have the means to do all the things that he wants. He'd be able to help all the people he loves. He'd be able to go. Oh, 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 oh. wait, wait, wait. Just, just to make the connection. So you're saying, okay, make it. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is the wisdom of Kabbalah is, is like, okay, so I, I want to give you everything. I want to give you the whole world. But a person at first, like I get pleasure right twitter is set up to hit all of my my dopamine centers by by through like hating and fighting back the problem that the kabbalist has is like we come the promise is an amazing promise you know the promise is this feeling eternity but in order to get there i need to, to like go through something which means i need to kind of like detach from all of that hatred and detach from uh um, it has to become worthwhile fighting yeah. back fighting back and all that and the problem is i'm getting instant hits there and what is going to compel me to make that move i would challenge that that's a great that's a great idea that's a great idea to 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 ask that question i think we can i think that especially as things are getting more and more 
hateful on places like Twitter as people are more and more realizing that there is something very toxic in using these platforms. You know, people like um, uh, Rogan, uh, famously saying that they're not looking at comments. I'm not, his, his approach is like, you know, he's a well-known podcaster, millions of followers. There's a lot at stake with everything he says, whatever. He says he's, he's going in and going out, and that's his interaction with social media, not looking at the comments, not looking at trolling, whoever's trolling him or saying something about him and so on. Yeah, he gives so, that as advice too, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm saying, and by the way, I don't think that's a bad advice. That's why I'm, I'm even repeating it here because if, if a place is toxic, if an environment is toxic, your best bet is not to try to go and, you know, um, just try to stay away from it well as, much as, yeah. as, as much as you can. Um, but I think that the more people understand the toxicity, the more we could begin to think about, envision a social network experience that hits different centers, different, different muscles in us, and you come away feeling more relaxed, more calm, more at peace with others, more open like? to others. I, I think that would look like people who are gradually uh, developing some positivity other than negativity openness to other people openness to other opinions fine but that's uh, just... i i think that's doable and i think that's i think that's fun to, to 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 respond to what seth was saying this can hit your dopamine centers as well but in a different way it's true we lost video seth we, okay we got you back the, the, it's true wait let, let me just try to make that point it's true that the way the algorithms on Facebook, you know, YouTube too, and, you know, all those things, the way they're built right now is to get your attention as quickly as possible for the maximum amount of time possible. That's true. And on the way there, they're designed to hit your dopamine, uh, to get you, to give you some pleasure from clicking from, but um, it doesn't mean but that that pleasure is not even healthy for you. It's a pleasure that, uh, ne- neurologically sp- speaking, it looks like addiction. It's 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 one of those things where you you get a little bit and then you need more and then it stops satisfying you and then you need more of the same thing and so on and that leads well, to extreme. You could say the same thing Be- about coffee. You could say the same thing about almost everything we do in our lives. Yeah, yeah, but it's not social. It's not social, and that's the big deal. That's the big difference. What do you mean? Coffee is yeah. not social. It's not, it's not, it's not, it, you're not getting a direct hit of dopamine from uh, something that relates to how you see other people, relate to other people and make No, but yourself, it's still the same mechanism it, that's working. It's still the same mechanism that says, is it, where yeah, do I but get the pleasure? result is different. But the result is different. Am I becoming, here's, here's what I'm, and by the way, this is what I'm saying right now is something that, you know, sociologists um, uh, and, and other scientists have been looking at this in a, in a very serious way. Jonathan Haidt, I think, is a person you can read about that. Anyway, the, the, um, um, there is an addiction to polarization. 
to social polarization. There is such a thing that's happening due to social networks. There is an addiction to division. That's, I'm, I'm connecting a few dots and making the formula simple. You know, this equals that. But ultimately, that's what's happening because we are social creatures. That's the biggest thing that these algorithms are exploiting about us. And the way it's built right now is that division ultimately in the, creates more attention, more use of more of this addictive use of, of, of social media. When you see a video that gets you, um, you know, aggravated and, and, you know, uh, angry, you know, that's, that doesn't necessarily make you feel good but it makes you spend more time on it and writing a comment, an angry comment or something like that. So I'm, I'm, that's the exact definition of the wrong kind of connection. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think it is possible to create a social interaction online that actually, that gives people pleasure, pleasure, but of a different kind. That's different though. That's not what we're saying. We're asking if Musk, that seems like such a jump. We're asking is, is is this right. is this new tr- trend of like taking something private? Is that going to correct that issue or put us on the on the right kind of path? No, this is so, the this so is the big on. news. Just, it's let's huge. Just, let, let's just step aside for a second. Okay. With with the way that um, with the kind of technology that he's developing or those companies are developing, and with the automated cars, and in order to do that, you need a lot of AI that understands. You know, do if I have if I'm the, if I'm the automated car, some engineers got to decide. Like, if two children walk out into the street here, and there's four children who walk out into the street here, like, what is the car going to decide to do? You know, if it's got to make a decision, like, there's so much AI that they need to figure out. Uh, from all of that AI, for sure, we're going to get to a point where um, we'll have. Uh, and he said it also on on uh, some TED Talk thing recently that that the AI will get so good that a person could have AI in their home, right? Like all, they can be able to make all kind of decisions about all kinds of things. So you have a company that's going to be able to produce products like self-driving cars, products like a robot that would be in your home that can put away your laundry, can do your dishes, can clean up after you, can maybe give you a hug if you don't have anyone there to give you a hug, um, entertain you, do everything, go do all your grocery shopping. The whole Twitter thing might just be, you know, the same way Jeff Bezos owns Washington Post, it might just be like, it's a great advertising tool. It's just a great way for me to control the narrative. So, you know, free speech is one way we can go down. Uh, but let's, that's one conversation around this. But there may be like another thing that we're also talking about the development of the human ego. We understand this guy is not a, um, he's not an altruist, right? He's, he's, he's building an empire. He, he's going to solve all of humanity's problems. So he you could say the same thing about have... Da Vinci. I mean, he, well, he uh, you know, maybe uh, it's hard to guess his intentions, though, really, because it does seem like why would someone? What is we don't he need has to this, guess? Like, we don't. Life. We don't need to guess. We don't need to guess. He's doing whatever's good for it. him. Well, that's the, that's the question. But let's uh, you know, let's assume that he has this future goal of putting humanity on Mars. What is he gonna? What is he gonna really? 
he can't really enjoy from that even in his lifetime. That's just like a goal that he feels like he needs to set. So if we kind of copy that same mentality, oh, I need to fix this. Like Asaf was joking about, I need to fix that, I need to fix this, and I need to fix this. Here's a, here's a person now who saw, sees a problem and thinks maybe I can solve that problem. That's, all, that's kind of what we wanted to ask on the show. It, Elon Musk is going to take this thing. There's, it's, it's, it's rotting. It's gross. You know, yeah. everyone's saying it's, you keep seeing the word toxic. Like, okay, we wouldn't drink toxic water. As soon as we know that it's harmful for our body, we stop drinking the toxic water. No, it's not Everyone true. Kind it's not of true. Knows. It's not true. What? Everybody, most people, a lot of people still drink Coca-Cola. Uh, there's tons of drinks that are flying yeah. off the shelf that are totally toxic. There's tons of foods that are totally toxic. Yeah. There's tons of movies. Right. But that, that's because toxic. toxicity usually, com- usually comes with addiction. You know that that that's also why okay. There's all kinds of relationships. There's yeah, exactly exactly the example I wanted to say, but in a more uh, blunt blunt way. Yeah, how would you say it? No, no, I just wanted to say that that's why sometimes victims uh, of even horrible things like the you know domestic violence and things like that. That's why um, there's also this tendency of it's not hard to break out of that cycle. But anyway, that's that's a whole different. Not hard, or it is hard. It. It's of course it's hard. It's uh, it is hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's because there, because there's, there's an element of addiction. It. There's an element addiction. of addiction to it. Yes, but anyway, that's let's leave that to the psychologist. Okay. I think okay. I, I, I here's why I think it's very relevant to us. What's happening with with Musk and Twitter? And the question is very relevant for us uh, uh, um, as Kabbalah practitioners because what we are dealing with is creating an environment where people can connect to each other based on nature's predetermined future state. That is something that can bring about, that can engender positive free speech, positive interaction, positive communication. But I'm saying the whole thing is ironic with Musk because this is not a technology problem. This is a spiritual problem. And Twitter, what we're, what we're gradually discovering through the toxicity is that Twitter shows us that it's not, it's not the technology that is the problem. It's not what? The, the technology is making humans worse? Is that what's happening? Sure, there are some elements of technology that you could say, hey, if you change that, things would be better. But what would make or break, what would make a social media network, uh, what would make it positive and healthy for human connection as opposed to the other other way around? But that's not what he's thinking. No, 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 of course not. That's why I'm saying it's so funny because you can't approach this. It's not a technology. It's a psychology, first of all. The Twitter is not... Then it's impossible for any of these people to fix the problems. That's right. That's right. They can probably alleviate it. I think I would probably vote for him if you ask me. Because it alleviates it. Because I think it might alleviate some of the issues. And it's interesting to see a change. But do I think anything actually spiritually productive will happen no way by no means because for that you have to have an educational component like you were saying that you can't just what does it mean when you just let people run amok and do do whatever they they do just you know just put them in in a sandbox and let them play what will happen 
isn't that the experiment we were running on this flies. on this planet yeah for in in so many ways it isn't that what happens is that we have a force within us each and every one of us that's stronger than ourselves and that is our ego and we're we're in our society you know we're we're in in modern western societies we don't just uh we're not we're not ignorant about the ego we praise the ego in many ways um and so what happens is that that of course we have to define what is ego in a in a deeper way if we want to get into that but but to stay on a on a simple simple kind of uh picture here right there's either that force the natural human ego that that erupts between people where i don't have to try i don't have to put an effort to reach that state that's just what happens and that's right. just natural yes that's it's natural. like gravity like like the wind like like you know like the the you know like a, like a a plant does photosynthesis there's no conscious uh um effort in doing that our ego wants to be greater or better or have more than others that's what we are as human beings but but we also have another capacity another whole place that we can visit like chris started the today's show with and that place requires conscious focus conscious efforts that place where we begin to try to connect to each other and build something new from our differences and not try to instinctively be more or have more than others but try to be more or have more with others become something bigger than than what i am as an individual that is something that we have as human beings but we need to activate it we need to train it we need to work on it we need to be conscious of it that's where you know um, um how will you add that almost meditative element into a social media there has to be an educational component there has to be a tr- there has to be an agreement among the participants of that future social media uh social network right that they're going in in order to contribute to the sense of connection between everyone what would it look like if if such a thing existed i think you would see disagreements you would see different views that's okay that's okay what would be the what would but, be the benefit what would be the but you would feel like sorry say it again i think that i i, I can you know um uh, this would require serious work but just to play around with this algorithms so instead of algorithms creating echo chambers for example which means putting you next to content ser- serving you up content and people that strengthen your view because we know that you like that as as the um right the algorithm says so to speak Giving so we you put you, you like. in an echo chamber so instead of that you might be seeing uh, you you might have completely different algorithms that do the opposite that put you in contact with other views than your own that put you in contact with what's out there so many of us don't even know the world sociologically speaking most people i think i'm i'm doing a crude generalization here but i would say that i think most people today have no idea 
about the different kinds of, of um, people, cultures, mentalities, attitudes, per- attitudes, perceptions of the world, worldviews that, that exist out there. We were very, very no need to. narrow-sided. Yeah, because we, 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 we don't need to. That's, that's another... Okay, uh, yeah, well, this can go in many different directions. Yeah, but um, anyway, well, so, so that's just, just, just an example, right? Just as an example. Algorithms, they, they would, they would wor- algorithms would work on um, learning you, studying you to see how to help you with things that you need you'd help also with. need to not how to, to that, suck though. more time out of you sorry go ahead and say it chris what were you no saying? you'd also need to agree to that process too uh, it's like that you'd have to understand that it's toxic to be in the other just so you would have the the strength or the importance to be in this thing where you're okay give me something yes algorithm give me something that uh that would that would you know, that's that's the problem me. and then it's the opposite you, I don't need, of what i want that, that, that's the problem watch people watch go into the city and like watch somebody order coffee and then watch what they do while they're waiting for their coffee they immediately go to social media yep watch somebody on a train like as soon as they're done giving the person the ticket they immediately look down so you're saying a person needs to do something or make a decision there is no decision being made that's the whole magic of these things it's like it sucks you into it so if we're going to if there's going to be something that's going to do something good it can't be like every time it feels like i'm making tons of effort to do it versus i get to go on twitter or instagram or something else that immediately just gives that hits my dopamine centers yeah like yeah. It's, there's no competition there and we're not going to win if that's what we're, right. we're trying to do yeah. now, there's a yeah. few commandos who are willing to like do sit-ups while the waves are crashing on their head and you know you know there's a few commandos in the world. The world is not interested in being commandos. The world is interested in just hit my dopamine centers. You know, I, I, it's a good question, man. It's a, it's a really good question. We're, we're just, you know, kind of uh, thinking about the future here, right? There could be different scenarios, but I do think it's possible. I, I think it's very possible to create uh, um, a social network that will have benefit built into the use of it. Using it will give you pleasure, but you're right in the sense that it won't be, probably will not be as addictive. See, but we think about addiction, Mm. you just described, uh, essentially, you weren't, you didn't intend to do that, but you were kind of describing addiction as a great thing. You were saying, "Hey, I'm standing in line. I got right. nothing, nothing to do. No, no, what I'm not, used not, to do is just like, oh, I'll open no, this, no. this phone Forget again. It, I don't care what you call it. I don't care if you call it addiction. Whatever. Hit. It doesn't but matter if you call it addiction. It doesn't matter it is, what you it call it. It does matter. It does. Well, I'll matter. tell you why it doesn't okay. matter to me because okay. I just want to feel good. Right. So You're addicted if I had to another good. way to feel good, yeah. If I, yeah, I'm addicted to feeling good. That I can agree with. If I had another way to feel good, mm-hmm. right, like. I'm order my I order my coffee, right? And then I start scrolling because I don't feel, I feel empty while I'm waiting for my coffee. Once I get my coffee, I don't feel empty. I drink my cappuccino, I'm feeling good. But instead of scrolling, for example, someone immediately comes and starts giving me a foot rub or a back massage. Okay, I just put my phone down like that's great. I that feels really good. As mm-hmm. soon as they stop, now I'm waiting for my coffee again, now give me something else. I have something in my hand that will give me pleasure. But, you know, I can scroll and, and it starts to give me pleasure. So 
I'm not really concerned about addiction because I don't think people are addicted to this if there would be a better option. I I think there can be a better option. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but the better option has to be more pleasure than this. Yes. It has to fill pleasure. Otherwise, it's not going to But it might not have the addictive quality that this – look, there's the kind of pleasure that people get from social networks, uh, from social media. Um, is in many ways addictive in its nature. It's a pleasure that comes together with a a with with toxins, so to speak. Not not completely, you know, not entirely. I have Depends a vision. On how you use it, but I have a vision of a reality filled with love. I have a vision of this eternal fulfillment, this huge, incredible, yep. compelling future. So when I am faced with some temporary problem in front of me, that goal is so big and that goal is held up in the air by all of the people around me in my spiritual environment that also hold that up in the air. So I'm able to get, it's bigger, that pleasure from that is bigger than my temporary inconvenience. But I have that. You, you, I don't, I don't, I have a problem agreeing that, that, you know, this Twitter or whatever it is going to give me pleasure, but now I'm going to have to try something that's not going to be so great. It has to be great. Otherwise, I think, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the only thing that you can like, if you want to bring it down to understand it a little bit, it has to be something like a mother with a sick child who has no strength to wake up because she has a fever, but she has to treat her baby. She's, it's not a thing like, oh, do I want to lay in bed? Of course you want to lay in bed, but there's something more important that you have to do. And you get, get up and end up doing it, and, and you actually do experience pleasure from that. From the, maybe you don't want to go down too deep into it, but there is a mechanism that allows you to do something against your desire. I mean, there, it's, it's there. It's available for you to use. Now, the question is, how do we put that in front of us to make us do that thing that, hey, it's not worthwhile? How do I make it worthwhile for me? That's a hard sell for people to tell people to go against their desire. That's the thing I'm bumped. That's some challenging no, you guys. On. I I don't think that we will have to do that. I think there's a difference between just like in every technology, there's a difference between the builders and the users, the scientists and the consumers, the the, the engineers and the 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 users again, right? Okay. The the I think that it will be a possibility for people to just go into that environment, a positive, spiritually oriented environment, and and they will be fulfilled in a new way. It, wo- I, it won't be hitting the same kind of immediate pleasure, but there will be immediate fulfillment from it. I, I think that's doable. I think okay, that's, so you're that's, you're depicting sort of like what happens, right? Then, yeah, it's sort. Do you guys remember we have some stories of um, uh, you guys remember like you know we have before COVID, we used to have uh, every now and then there would be like uh, some event, some Kabbalah event somewhere in the world, right? There was always this situation where we would hold an event, um, and 
typically these events, you know, we, we, we rent a place in a hotel or in some other, we rent some place um, to, to have these events, right? And before COVID, when now everything's online, but we used to have these physical events. And that would many times put us in touch with some people who would work uh, logistically or in the, the kitchen of that place where we would rent and maybe use their services for food or things like that. And many times people would just, uh, people who had nothing to do with Kabbalah and didn't understand at all what we were doing and what, or what we were about. Many times it happened when people just kind of, uh, uh, because they were serving that place, they would kind of uh, be involved in 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 a few minutes with us in a few minutes of the some employees sort of, of uh, the venue you're saying yeah yeah and they would get immediately charged with something really positive and they would say what's going on here it, it's it all just feels great it just feels good it just feels right. correct it just feels and they get that it's about connection they get that there's a certain safety and wholeness and 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 tranquility and calmness and so relief. So if you if you give them a person that, that, if you give that person Twitter, then if you give that person Twitter, so then what if do you they give do? a person Twitter, it's a different kind of pleasure. That's what I'm saying. I think the more we discover the toxicity of the 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 current social media uh, that we have, and the the more we like builders people like us need to work on these new environments but i think that ultimately when you think about change on mass when you think about masses of people using something then seth's right they're not going to be able to uh you, you know, if twitter was hard to catch on you know if it was hard to get on to to, to do the onboarding process to for millions of people it wouldn't get a big thing the right. big thing that it is but so i think there will be something like that but it will hit a bit of a different it will hit that a different it, note it actually the way it doesn't your... matter it doesn't matter where the pleasure comes from actually we don't care right um you know if uh well you know it does but i understand what you're saying, trying to say yeah yeah mm -hmm. no it doesn't if i if i want if, if a huge uh i don't know if my role model arrives at the airport I happily carry their bag. I happily let them stay in my house. I'd happily make mm -hmm. them a coffee when they get here. I'd happily serve that person. I would get pleasure from serving my role model if my role model, you know, or someone I think is great. Okay. So we would normally think I need, you know, I want someone to make me a coffee. I want someone to carry my bag. I want someone to pick me up at me at the airport. So mm -hmm. it doesn't, I'm actually agreeing with you about this point that we, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter where the pleasure comes from. Uh, so we could, person could easily put down Twitter if the pleasure was somewhere else. So you're given a menu of pleasures and if Twitter's not on the menu, okay, fine. I got these other things. That's what you're saying? No, even if it is on there, uh, it's just not like uh, toys. Right? Ah, There's so the human already has to be more house. developed a little bit. So what There's are some we toys for? left over in my house. I've got teenagers, right? They don't even look at those toys anymore. They used to get, right. they used to play with them for hours and hours. Mm -hmm. There's just better pleasures available. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think there's something like that happening with social media. And therefore, th this, this step now where Musk, you know, with who he is and the personality that he is and the perceived personality that he is, mm -hmm. um, let's just leave it at that, when um um 
when he now makes this offer, regardless of what happens with it, it's an interesting milestone in the collective right. psychological development that we have about social media. If you think about it, 2008 or something like that, Facebook came out. Everyone was like, you know, oh, this is great. You can keep in touch with your loved ones. You can do a reunion meeting easily with people from high school. You go, oh, this is so great. And now, you know, like everyone knows that this is bad. This is that there is so much evil that happens, so to speak, you know, evil right. in, in that so many so many problems so much you know the, the, the depression is uh, depression and bullying and shaming and and, and violence mean, you look at the numbers they lost billions the, the, of dollars division the and, yeah so so i'm i'm saying there is a rec there is a reckoning process there's a recognition of evil process of these tools that we use but gradually what will happen is that we're going to understand that it's not the tools that are the problem it's us it's how we decide that we're going to connect to each other. Are we going to build an environment where the purpose of it is to connect us? The goal of it is to derive a new source of pleasure from that connection, to, 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 to learn how to enjoy and to, to create the, that sense of safety and calmness, and peace, and wholeness, and connection, and also productive discussions, and productive disagreements, and, and constructive criticism, but learning how to do that as a as people who understand they, they're, they're living with each other. They have to coexist. And so that, that is, I think, a gradual awakening that is happening with regards to social media. And that's why the Musk thing is interesting, but I don't think that, um, mm. you know, that he can take it there all the way there, but Hey, like with, with Mars, he's maybe doing something that will, um, you know, that's a milestone Something's on happening. the way, on milestone. the way to that spiritual. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, you know, I'm, I'm not, not in favor of, um, uh, you know, downplaying the, the, why not? I mean, this is, this is a good thing. Um, it's towards a good thing. <laughs> it's yeah. towards a good thing. I don't think that free speech will come from this and that free speech even exists right now. Everything is paid for and bought and, and so on. Um, you're not going to have, you know, free speech from this. Um, but, but it's a stage in our awakening towards, um, what is the right connection between us in our awakening, in, in our collective understanding that we're going to have to build environments that are healthy and productive to our connection and not, uh, not the other way around. Um, that's what I think. <laughs> I'd love to wake up in the morning and the first things I see on social media are telling me about all these incredible things that are happening, how life is getting better how people are cooperating. There's all the, everyone has what they need. Diseases are being healed. Homes are yeah. being built. 
People are being taken care of. There's going to be a concert in town tonight. Everyone's going to be dancing. They're going to have a barbecue out there. Anyone wants food, come and barbecue. There's going to be someone sitting around talking about life. You can sit around and talk about the meaning of life. Be people playing some music. Before you go to bed at night, you open it up again. Some people talk about some great things that happened during the day today around the world and how tomorrow these world leaders are all getting together to figure out how to solve these great problems. And, and, And we can use this internet that connects us above geography, above location, above time and space to actually learn about each other, to actually get to know who are our fellow earthlings? You know, it, it, it's it's an we're 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 so not even close to using this this amazing potential that exists in in virtual communication. That hive mind concept, right? Like, I have a problem, and all of a sudden, there's people who can help me solve my problem. And everyone, oh, I've got this rash. Oh, I had that rash. Do this, and everyone just fixing everything for everyone, and everyone's cooperating. It's worthwhile. That amazing. That's that's what we're saying. It's worthwhile to go check it out and see how the world could actually be if we arrange ourselves correctly. I'm interested. Let's talk about it again next week. <laughs> All right. Next week, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, we will be here. Um, not sure what we'll talk about, but it'll probably be some aspect of the great transition that we're all going through see in our time. Week. See you next week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Keep your heart wide open And love will reach us all Wide open It'll save you on your way Wide open I know it's the only way Wide open